0: Go presents Murder Most Irish. Find it first on the Go Loud app and on all major podcast platforms.
1: Up with, uh, Mrs. Today. She looks so cute, Sarah. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, she's like <laughs> doing a little dance. Did she do a play? Uh, yeah, but like I won't see it until um, they like they're making like a video because obviously COVID,
2: so nobody can go. They were talking about closing the school. Well, so somebody suggested that they close the schools early, but then the government was like, "No," nah, for Christmas. Look what Becky got me for Christmas from the cutest company that I'm going <laughs> to. That I'm going to. Um, plug on here because they're a small black owned business and they're
1: called you better to come back over to the microphone
2: I will Image Gang the Image Gang and look at the little bag that they send your, your earrings in look how cute this is
1: oh my it's god
2: a Image Gang are amazing uh, they make really really nice jewellery really reasonable prices and and uh, it's not fast fashion if some people are interested in that and it's black owned business so yeah give them a little bit of support this year if you can
1: it's very cute is this what Becky got you for Christmas yeah do you know what I find weird about your family what you always get your Christmas presents super early I think it's been the last two years because Colin gave you a Christmas present yeah the last
2: two years with my family because we haven't we don't know what we're doing so did you hear that you fart yeah that sounded wet sounded like a wet one (laughs) Um, so we haven't known what we're doing for the last two years. So I just suggested, listen, just send each, each other a Because we don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, but he wants that mine up. I got hers posted to her. And Becky's is on. They're so girly.
1: They were like, I want tan and makeup. Tan and makeup. So I was like, all right. I'd say I'm quite difficult to buy for. No, I find you easy to buy for. I'd say other people find me quite difficult mm. to buy for.
2: Like I, I had an idea of what to get you. The one thing that I did get you, I was like... Yeah, but then I did, I did have to ask Graham for the second thing. Um, and he helped me with us. What is it? I'm not telling you. When do I get it? It's right here in one of these boxes. In many of these boxes. Actually, Lily's present's in that box. What's in the
1: box? But
2: it's wrapped. What's so, in
1: the box?
2: Um, we should, do you want to, will I, shall I come over to you at some point? Yeah, yeah. and
1: give her the present. We'll give her a little present. Uh, what did she say to me yesterday? what did you know did what, you see what you bought me or what did she say it was did so you, know do do you, you know what you're do you know what you're get, getting, getting me, me for,
2: for Christmas? Christmas and I said yeah I saw it I bought it and she was like okay <laughs> I love that though. Imagine having, like when you're a kid because that's all you're thinking. You're like, you have to get me a present I, mean, I am like a child I was you were like, an adult. Can
1: you imagine, imagine if I went into work tomorrow, right? You're and like, I Do I just you know said,
2: what you're getting me?
1: Uh, first. I said to Jim, do you know what kind of a bonus you're going to give me at Christmas? Do you know how much of a pay rise you're going to give yeah. me this next year? Yeah. Like not, there's no negotiation. No preamble.
2: There's no, can I talk? Can I just have five minutes yeah. of your time? Imagine if Lily was like, can I just speak to you for a minute please? <laughs> <laughs> just upstairs,
1: two minutes um, like, could we just have a quick chat <laughs> at quiet <a> five <laughs> but yeah it was so funny so I just want to talk it. about next year's projections
2: but <laughs> well, yeah she, uh, I hope she likes it she will like it you, she you, will yeah she'll stage. love it there was actually another thing that I was going to get her before I got her that and then I might get it for her birthday I don't know if you've seen them but these dolls those dolls Lily loves but there's a backpack with it <gasps> have you seen this no. thing let me see because I found it sure I found it where fucking crap shack it's 15 euro on
1: the crap shack. i was like the crap shack is very expensive. It must be something that people um, want. Sometimes a crap By the way when we say the crap shack it's actually <laughs> a shop in Ballyfermot called the Home Savers. The Home Savers. But it's actually like uh like an Irish version of B&M. That's basically what it is. Yeah yeah yeah. Um but we call it the crap shack. We call it the crap shack. Um, I can't find it now but
2: I found it's down there and I was like Lily would fucking love this and then I didn't know if to get it and then when you told me to get that you just got that did instead. you see
1: Barbie have an amazing range of dolls do at do present do. this show me and there's so Nana so.
2: surprise three in one backpack oh my god I want
1: this isn't it so cute yeah. so she gets all this
2: and then she can in the backpack and carry the backpack sold out in Smith figured it would be but I I think I'm going to get her that for her, for, that her awesome. for her birthday Yeah.
1: Um, she wants a fucking electric like go uh, go kart Electric go-kart For her birthday
2: That's cute She'll have She'll fun with that she kill herself Like I'm sure He can make it That it isn't too fast Or whatever I presume they don't Sell them that they're Really fast Did you see that video Of that guy who put The really strong battery Into his kid's go- go-kart No And didn't realise How fast it was going to go <laughs> Like I shouldn't laugh But it's, it's the a fucking bat. funniest thing The kid's like yeah, no! <laughs> <laughs> And he can't stop it The dad's just running Down the road after him like, Um <laughs> gonna happen like <laughs> safe but yeah like get her get her it covid's a nightmare the world's a nightmare everything's awful
1: she um, i bought the go-kart so she has it for her birthday oh good because like when i come back it's her birthday yeah i was just gonna say that like 26 sorry the 20 no 23rd no, 23rd ivonne
2: is two, two two three days after that yeah um mm. so we are doing actually i'll just tell everybody so this episode is a little bit different we are putting up uh, an episode about Dennis Nilsen that we did on the Patreon. So Colin was like we should put up an episode on the Patreon on this. So we're going to do that. It's pre-recorded. We recorded it a while ago so it's just like a murder most international or whatever. So it's about serial killer Dennis Nilsen who lived in a house that my mother's friend lived in. Yeah. In the UK. so bizarre. That's what Which funny. we only discovered last year which is so strange. Um, you watch. It's 7.40. It's 7.20. Hey. Hey, hey Tom. You're making me Want one of these Am I just I
1: would not got you One of these for Christmas Primarily
2: just because When you touch it She says that And yes. that's the only reason no, I don't, I'd never wear a watch Like Yvonne bought me A beautiful watch For my birthday A couple of years ago I just can't I wear don't a,
1: well, it. watch I it's, can't it, wear a watch We don't have an Apple watch phone Is not it? And no and I just don't wear watches Or like, an Apple phone And I don't wear bracelets either I do wear a bracelet year. I've stopped Anyway okay. I mean, we were talking about Dennis oh, Nilsson Oh
2: yeah so we're doing Dennis Nilsson We can in, never say on point Yeah so it's a Dennis Nilsson episode We recorded as I said For Patreon a while ago So we're just putting it up here For everybody else We're hawking some shit lads We're hawking lads. shit lads Hawking um, So we hope you enjoy it That's just a little like, Little thing of what it is um, So Colin just asked us To do an introduction for
1: it Also us. Uh, I'm just going to put this In here now So Colin can edit it But welcome to this week's episode Of Murder Most Irish Welcome
2: Episode 17 I hope he doesn't an
1: edit it And he just leaves it like Just it. leave it like that Colin Come on the people, com- They don't expect professional. Um, Episode
2: 70. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Lads, I but 30 just... from 100, that's a lot. <laughs> 30 is a lot. Getting to 30, to double 30 was a lot, so... Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Was it was a lot, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. But we're, we're, we're doing it.
1: I feel... Do you know what? I feel... Because sometimes when I do the stories, my mental health is, does be in the toilet for like a little while. Yeah, I
2: think it does affect um, you. Like so I started reading I felt ones last today week... and I was like, I'm... This is...
1: Yeah, I felt last week because we did the stupid ones. Yeah, kind of perked up a bit more, yeah, right? People love those funny ones. Yeah,
2: like it, it's less kind of, uh, you feel less drained.
1: Yeah because you're just laughing At people's and then, stupidity And you know
2: you do An awful one And then you're like Right well we have to end this now
1: And also sometimes When you're ending it You're like I quite I try Emma just doesn't have An inner god lover But I always <laughs> I always try to like Be like well, Let's talk about something like Let's talk about something else Yeah because I don't Like I can't end <laughs> this way um, And I'm usually like Well everything's awful And you'd be like Well the world well, a fucking toilet it's just awful And everything's um, horrible
2: um, I did I just I didn't do an episode For this week Because I've
1: had a garbage week Yeah Emma's had a very hard
2: week <laughs> But we're okay And we're getting through
1: it emma's uh um, so we lost mr Heems. We this lost week. mr
2: Heems this week and my mom lost her dog as well so it's been a uh, two weeks of a lot of crying and my family being very upset and my friends being very upset poor colin's going through it
1: mr is a big part but, like, yeah, a big part of this house the thing when you have like when you have a cat like for 13 you think about it, it's like 13 fucking years when i came in today my expectation was to see mr, mr. Heems. yeah so um, H- either
2: way, his name is Hades Hades, we just call Colin calls him his dreams um, But yeah, so this week we're just going to We're going to pop up the Dennis Nilsen episode Emma I will,
1: spent some, uh, <sighs> a lot of time crying I spent a
2: lot, of, I did that thing Where I woke up one morning And my eyes all had like sleep at the top and the bottom Because And then I was like, do I have an eye infection? And then I was like, no, it's crying, I'm
1: crying. <laughs> It's crying uh, um, but Animals, yeah. man
2: I know, they fucking They, they just like They, you, they like.
1: devastate you yeah, And people, I don't think like Like I get that Like the world has to keep going on And I get that it's an animal And it's not a human being But I don't think people consider About how much That it can impact a person Like it's in your
2: house Every day of your life Like it's not like You're walking in And you see the animal Like once a week And even if you do That's hard enough Like if anything happened to, To Oliver
1: And we can't talk about it
2: I know but you know what I mean For me like I don't even I don't live with you I don't see Oliver a whole lot But like when I do Like if anything happened To that dog I'd fucking die like it's, even last night when I saw him, I was like, "This is my child." Yeah. Like I love him. I love uh, cookie and 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 uh, I love Ollie the well. most.
1: We don't love Ollie the most. I do love Ollie the most. No, we that's, love the all equally. No, we don't. <laughs> like, This isn't there I am them. I know. I bought Ollie and I love him the most. <laughs>
2: but that's the thing. It's just like he's such a sweet. But anyway, Oliver's fine.
1: Oliver is totally fine. His little legs are going, but, but that's normal for dogs that age. I know, but that like... means that we're like you know. Yeah, we don't can... have much time no
2: you do because you can get him a wheelchair and you know what you, need? you should do I'll speak to Michelle and see if there's anything. any rubs it. CBD oil put CBD oil on his, yeah. little, his little joints he's quite a little cranky fuck as well he's getting old sure okay. Hades is the same Hades is a demon mm. Like, um, but yeah Oliver is totally fine okay, if you have dogs and cats give them a hug
1: yeah give all your animals a hug give your little hug. animals a hug and uh, you know everything's fine and he was like sometimes when the cats die <laughs> They go to cat heaven. Aww. So it's okay.
3: A few moments later.
1: what oh, oh, like this here? You did. Take it with you. Because um, I'm deathly allergic to it. So deodorant. Deodorant. If I'm allergic to this, I'm going to kill I you. really called it a patch test. I should have told you to do a patch test. Well, I just did one under but my arm. But it's fine.
2: Like it's, <laughs> it's meant to, it's like super good for you and super nice and everything. But it, I was literally like this. Because I, I have no hair now here. Look. So ladies
1: and gentlemen. All oh, the hair is gone. Sarah Jane went and got waxed. She waxed. And not only did she get waxed, she got the vag ripped off her. Waxed and vaxed. Waxed and vaxed, baby. Um, I w- said to the lady, uh, yeah, I'll have um bikini legs. She said, full leg, half a leg. I said, who do you think you're dealing with, a full leg? <laughs> don't be talking, no, no. They're like, you don't have to pretend here long. Is it ever awkward? Getting it done. Yeah. No, I don't think about stuff like oh, that. Okay. Uh, underarms, eyebrows, the worst. The whole job. I want to feel like a five year old. <laughs> But I don't because I want some hair on my yeah. vagina. She did not hear that. Well, she heard Brazilian. Oh, no. And it was too late before I realised that. Yeah. Because there was wax inside of my vagina. And then we had to take the wax off. Well. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I said. No, 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 no And then no, no, she no. went to go back in to like. No, life. I no. I said, no. Uh, no, that's fine. I literally grabbed my vagina <laughs> like this. Like Michael Jackson. Jeez. I was like, no, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's, <laughs> fine. that's enough and then she was like you turn around now and i was no. like no i don't need my arsehole wax no my arsehole just wax is- the back of my legs do you know what the most painful painful bit for me when i get wax is the back of my legs oh really yeah like i can handle anything else the back of my legs feel like they're being like your calves thin- uh yeah like the hair like yeah that part um they feel like all the little hairs Ooh, are going, like nope. individually ripped down and then it makes me like instantly itchy no i get it and then it goes away well, but like I can't be doing to that. Say those
2: people see so many vaginas every day.
1: Feel okay. this. Oh, she's soft as a baby. Like I am a little bit of stubble. Soft as a baby, baby. Are you gonna get waxed again before you go to Florida? Uh, I don't know. My plan was buy an epilator and then just fucking rip it all in. Sarah's going to Florida. I'm going to Florida. Where it's currently twenty nine degrees. Twenty nine fucking
2: degrees. Hey, mom. That's a closer fuck though. To, hey, walk, to walk
1: out of this and
2: walk into twenty nine degrees. Yeah,
1: and it'd be Christmas. So well, Christmas is going to the. Do you like the Eels' Christmas song? Yeah. Huh? Mm. I
2: don't
1: We're still know. on of bed side, like Patreon miss me about and Christmas songs.
2: Let me press
1: it. It's seven forty nine. Hey, yeah. Apple sponsors. It's <laughs> you imagine? this is a the Apple It's just sponsored. Apple us. 7 not Apple f- uh, I don't it's know. one of the Apples it's a watch it's a watch it does do things. you know there's an Hermes version of this fuck off and it is the most fucking stupid thing I've ever seen so the strap on the Apple watch is like cheap as fucking it costs so it's much really money it's rubbery isn't yeah, it I it's a, you can buy like a different one and they cost different levels of and money and is it like can you get ones that aren't that rubbery feeling or they have you to be get di- no you can get different watches ah, and okay, they're like okay. mesh and whatever cool. um, but this one just comes with your watch yeah and you can get in different colours. Right. The Hermes one is orange. Oh. And it comes in an Hermes box.
2: Listen, people love the Hermes. However, the Hermes couriers it's about the same way.
1: Oh, Are terrible. Just really. FYI. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Awful. Um,
1: but yeah, so... It's lovely. Anyway, I've no hair on my vagina anymore. She's got a cleaning... I do have lots of hair on my vagina. There we go. And it's... Uh, I have to say... What? It feels kind of amazing. Oh, Really? Yeah, like I'm sure in about two days when I'm itchy as fuck it won't. See, yeah, that one time I waxed my um, vagina I was it was like I had um crabs. Yeah, but see no this like there isn't like it's not like when you do it yourself. Plus it's so I, did, properly, I yeah. followed all of the steps. So did you exfoliate? I exfoliate the night before. And I really exfoliate the night before. I exfoliated okay. like my legs, my cooch The whole shebang. The whole shebang. I exfoliated and then I moisturized really well. Okay. And I do have to say that, like, I'm not itchy. I oh, feel good. like a massive difference, and I got it done on Saturday last week. Right. Um, and I'm not itchy, but my vagina feels amazing. Maybe I should do that. Like, know, I'm not bothered.
0: Like honestly, <laughs> I'm not bothered.
1: Like I was, I, I had I'm a little scene afterwards, and I was like, "Oh my god, she feeling good." Um, and my eyebrows feel good. Good. She said to me, um, I just, I just said, I haven't got my eyebrows done in about three years. She said, "Oh, you have no hair." <laughs> Really? Yeah, she said where I've got the scar, it doesn't grow. Ah! Oh. And she was like, for the last, for the amount of times. Can have you... some of my. The last time I got my hair hair eyebrows done an enormous was when we went to Las Vegas. Fucking hell, that's crazy! I got them tattooed and shaped, and that's the last time. I... That's like three, four years. Three or ago Three, four years ago, yeah. Um, that's the last time I got my eyebrows done. Pre-COVID, lots. Yeah, we went to Vegas. Pre-COVID, had a great time. Did, the I you time. Ad- Did I tell you about Adele tickets? Yeah, that's insane, right? This is housekeeping. Adele tickets are thirty-six. Not if you want
2: to get an Adele ticket, yeah, <laughs> it's thirty-six grand. See the Tories are trying to get Boris now. Oh, Who's I saw it? that because Boris wants to pass the COVID passport, and they're like, "No, no, we won't,
1: we shan't." Papa said not to. Yeah. So he wants it that like you have to have your booster, and then you're you have. A, and now they're saying no, no.
2: Plus, they want to get him out because yeah. he is just as bad as that party looks. It looks a million times worse now because of his little ad party. How could it?
1: Like, I don't want he is the head of the party so therefore the rest of the party should be equally as ashamed yeah. of themselves. They put him in power, they're responsible. They're just covering their own asses. Yeah.
2: Per usual. Politicians. This politician half-air. Cunts. The end. That woman. That woman.
1: I know. I'm the, the English people deserve more. <laughs> they deserve I'm more. so sorry I was caught. I'm, I'm so, so sorry I was caught. I made a joke <laughs> at such a terrible time.
2: like, they literally ruined people's, uh, they had, the, for all intents and purposes They kind of had to ruin people's Christmas But they literally were like People were at the train stations And they were like Go home To go see their families yeah. They were like Get your asses home And then they're On national television Not
1: on national television But we recorded How stupid are they also That's it How stupid are you Shut the fuck but up But apparently So the people that were in the room Who leaked it Who leaked it No because the people Yeah well who did leak it So the people that were in the room When she gave that like m- That's her practising that's her mock.
2: For the actual. For the actual speech. job. Ah. Oh. And so, so they were obviously recording so, it then.
1: Yeah. And they do record those mock pieces. It's the same in the White House. So when you become a press secretary for the White House. In the White House press room. It, that's constantly rolling. So you're doing like a. Uh, blah 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 blah. Kind so of you'll thing be doing your say. mock. And then you'll go back and look at it. And then the people. Mm-hmm. The three people that are sitting there are all Tory members. And all work for the cabinet. And they were giving her questions. So they were like, they were, oh, what, are you looking yeah, forward to the party? No, and they of- said, like, what was the question they asked? One of them mockingly said, so, like, we're in lockdown, but what about the party that the government had? And all of them laughed. And she was like, how do you answer that? Like, we did have a party. Who leaked it? Whoever leaked it, God a bless saint. you. saint. Because whoever lit it was obviously...
2: Uh, not and a Tory had a fuck enough. and ha, I was sick of the Tories and yeah. was like, I'm leaking this shit. The Tories are cunts. Could you imagine them like waking up the next morning and getting that phone call, and being like, "Have you seen the news? Yeah, have you seen the news? Like in what's that TV show? That amazing TV show? Oh, fuck, with the guys all swearing. <sniffs> think of it. You're in the thick of it. What's that? You know the British TV show, Thick of It. Veep is based on it. Have you ever watched it? No. Oh Sarah you need to watch it it's so good it's from years ago the guy who was the last Doctor Who he's in it Oh I have seen it! Yeah, yeah the thick of it but that show whenever I watch that show I remember politicians saying that's probably the closest to what it's to like what politi- To
1: what politics To what it's actually like. like
2: being you know in to being a yeah. politician in the UK um, but whenever they do anything the Tories do anything I'm like this is the thick of it
1: Into the thick of it Into, Into the, thick the thick of it um, Yeah so Boris is on his way out There'll be a million Omicron Cases by tomorrow We're all gonna oh, Like, yeah. d- uh, like yeah, I just n- need The media is
2: so, so funny Mike. Omicron's at your door It has a gun Like that's yeah. pretty much What's happening at this Would way. you take a policeman's hat Take a shit in his hat it's And then give so it to you. his wife Yeah that's pretty much What's happening Omicron what? <laughs> <ones. laughs> the way the media are, The way the news are Uh even the Irish news The way the Irish news is um, so I read, like,
1: like I'll go and, through my news <laughs> like now it's so, and it's so insane
2: <laughs> but, 10 I mean, million cases in 48 hours yeah, I'm like, like you
1: need to calm down uh, The headline in news on RT News Is hold the collective nerve An Omicron threat That's from fresh. They love from fresh. me Michael Martin HSE asks centres to facilitate boosters After three months Vaccinations for vulnerable children Children to begin next week Department says no plan to alter Christmas school breaks due to COVID. Cabinet signs off on a 100 euro electricity credit plan. That's the first. Like I had to read one, two, three, four. To actually get to news. To get to news about Celebrate good death. Come, Come on. We're all having a great woo, time. apologise well, for did see the ad? No. <laughs> what <laughs> has I he done? I should. <laughs>
2: If you go through the article, I think it tells you what <laughs> it was. Uh, he actually, I think he did an ad for like a, a Christmas car company, but it's for a charity. And it's, he's like singing like "Deck the Halls," but he's like "Chucky or la 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 la."
1: <laughs> <rich>. Go on, a <laughs> shipping. Up to Jerry Adams. Um, he's a carol car. He's a Carol singer giving a rendition of "Deck the Halls." Yeah. But he oh, okay. Chuckier la 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 la. I'm actually going to start singing that tomorrow and work. Um, and then I think he says something else at the end that people are more offended by. It was
2: another phrase he said, as far as I know. The people were like, This is outrageous.
1: Everybody should be ashamed. So he says, Tis the season to be jolly, Chuckier la la, la 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 la. And then uh, wishes a man who answers the door a Jerry Little Christmas. I mean come on And then the man Tells the woman inside I can neither confirm Or deny It was Carol Singers And I think he says Something like You know they haven't Gone away Which is something That he said about the IRA And then he he winks At the camera saying They haven't gone away You know That's what he said About the IRA Real IRA in 1995 Jesus So they did
2: take uh, A terrorist organisation And (laughs) make it Christmas card So there is a point Where I'm like "Uh, Maybe that was In bad taste that's insane. maybe that is in bad taste
1: because uh, people that are... sounds like a joke we'd tell at the end like that sounds yeah. like a song we'd make at the end of this we podcast. can get away with it though because we're not actually Jerry Adams we're not Jerry Adams because we are not members of terrorist organizations
2: remember when you killed all those people come and do this ad
1: like we're not that no par- allegedly except for those cats allegedly Jesus that man
2: word I love the way We're n- we're going to leave this Leave this in Colin But we're not going to tell The actual story Of what we're talking about If right you there. want
1: to hear The actual story You, you have to pay a 6 <laughs> euro You have to sign up For the Patreon next week You don't That's not true I feel bad That's not true That is it? true I'm telling the story Next week on the Patreon Don't let it Next week we're doing um, Christmas <laughs> stories on the Patreon We are doing a Christmas, Christmas special. A Christmas special P- I asked people to give us In their terrible Spezia. Christmas stories Spezia. And then people were like So people were asking us On the Facebook Which like is on Next week's episode Where they were like Can you tell us your stories And I was like We well, said some fucking bad Bangers last year. Did we do that on the Patreon or the actual episode? I think we did a Christmas special on the podcast. Oh, we did. And on that, we talked about Colin's idols, dad, and put some and and that Colin's was, dad. That was on the actual yeah. episode. Ah, And a okay. plug for the Nintendo. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have no housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. Have we got any housekeeping? Let uh,
2: me go in and see Oh, thanks to everybody that has signed up for the Patreon We really appreciate it Thanks to everybody who's continuing to listen to this mess We really appreciate it Um, Thanks to everybody for your lovely messages I've been a nightmare on Instagram this week I apologise I will answer messages very very soon
1: Her cat died Give her a break <laughs> um, What else is there? Uh, nothing else is happening Someone sent me a link to Happy Food Co about cereal Emma we need this What is it? Look at this cereal It's called Happy Christmas Oh Storm. my god Look what's in this it has it's, everything They have Christmas cereal It's cinnamon crackers Honey oats clusters Caramel oh, roasted hazelnuts. Oh smells, my
2: god Sweet
1: sugar marshmallows Belgium chocolate chips And a Christmas crumble How much is this? 7 95 For how much? For one serving Ah uh, Suck my dick It's 14 95 for four servings I'd pay that For four bowls of cereal Eight servings 24 pounds <laughs> Look at What do you mean for four bowls of cereal? There's about 17 things in it no. I'm buying them Buy it for me and then bring me some. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll buy some. A little uh, so, Alish Byrne sent Thank us you, that Thank you, Ailish. And then someone sent us that thing. Because I think, was I saying we were just choking milk or something? <laughs> yeah, the other episode, yeah. Someone episode. sent me a, t- like a TikTok that someone made. And they were what like, Do you remember in the 90s when we were just choking milk? <laughs> yeah. I was like, This guy stole this from me. Stole it from us you son of a bitch I think I stole it from him obviously consciously <laughs> <like> some <laughs> someone a sent book. in a picture of a horse and the horse is called There She Blows and they said this uh, that's horse, the best name for a horse ever this horse is named after Sarah Jane's Disneyland fart <laughs> it is god the Disneyland fart yeah. uh, I hope Graham doesn't have to experience a Disneyland
2: fart <laughs> near any rides with that, with that triangle uh, I'm going to text Graham when he's over there I'm going to be like if you walk past a ride with a triangle do not get on it if she tries to get on it let her get on it herself and oh. see what fucking happens.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't let her on. Um, her. and people are sending us in Christmas stories now for the Christmas is a Christmas episode next week podcast or Patreon? I am do, I Here, that's not know. what he says in the thing.
2: I have no idea, but thank you for sending in stories. I know they sent in stories on the on the Patreon as well, but I'm not sure.
1: Um <laughs> so many questions there's so they, actually this is a Q&A so this is the Patreon oh it's the Q&A okay um, but it's, a Chris, it's the Murder Most Irish annual Q&A extravaganza oh which will come out next week so feel free to drop your questions and stories and comments we'll do the whole lot on the show with a smattering of Yuletide humour and possibly two tipsy co-hosts I could be tipsy. Oh That could be tipsy. You could uh I could have bend my arm to have a whiskey. I could have a whiskey, have a wine. Or twist wine. my arm is the saying, not bend it. Um, but yeah I have no Every about I, when I went through the habit of getting sayings wrong and then I wanted to put them on t shirts. Went through the habit. <laughs> Hasn't stopped uh, It rung the, yeah, It rung my bell Sarah Jane
2: When she starts singing a song You could be guaranteed
1: No but you know the way I used to sing like she will fuck up the lyrics Like actual Like sayings Like things that people say Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I would just get them wrong But it would be kind of right
2: <laughs> No my favourite is When
1: you're singing the lyrics And you just fully make up There's The next a, line. It's an Adele fully song Fully the an Adele song That I genuinely don't know The words to Is it a new one? <laughs> no It's an old song Okay And I sing it all the time And Graham always goes That's not the words Yeah <laughs> Really bothers like, Graham.
2: <laughs> I just laugh at it, Gringo. That's not the words
1: Graham hates on this podcast as well when we say things that aren't like oh, accurate. See, he's screaming so, at like, us. he'd just be like about movies in particular. He's like, "That's not who was in that movie." <laughs> like, oh, and do you watch Succession? I haven't watched it. I watched one episode. I they make they make me really uncomfortable. They are very make me very uncomfortable. There's just a bunch of rich white people. Do we need another se-
2: show about a bunch of rich white people? Probably not. In saying that, I am currently watching the third season, and I don't. I don't know what I think. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to be honest. A lot of the time I don't know what's going on.
1: Why? I'm like what? Are you talking about like money? It's all politics and money and fame blah, blah,
2: blah. and I'm like I don't really know what's happening. All I know is that Karen Culkin is very very good in it.
1: Karen Culkin did Saturday Night Live. He did. And I didn't enjoy it at all. I didn't watch it. I didn't like it. Yeah
2: but he's very very
1: good in it but I'm just
2: if you're watching Succession let me know.
1: Let me how know how you feel about it. I don't know. I
2: don't know how I feel. Like it's very much uh very much fast fast and
1: close talking. It's like blah 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 blah, blah Like that thing. Oh. I, it's not like an Aaron. Why are you all so mad at each other? Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. It's not a walk and talk. Not a walk and talk. It's not a walk and Aaron, talk. Like Aaron Sorkin made that made entire walk and talk. genre. Made
2: walk and then and
1: every like like Annie. American political show That was ever made after that Do a walk and was talk Was a walk and talk Yeah it's crazy Like Scandal Which is literally like A garbage show <laughs> Ever watch Scandal Like garbage Was that a walk and talk There was also of walk and talk Yeah, yeah Veep is walk Veep, yeah. Veep is very much walk and talk um, so. But, but I did, so is 30 Rock Yeah no like It's like yeah. that walk and talk And um, um, the West Wing started that Yeah And then they did that thing That used to always bother me In the West Wing And I don't know why But it always did "Was it's a film true things Oh yeah yeah Fucking yeah Fucking buttered the shit on me <laughs> They'd fill him through Like a bookshelf Why did they do that? And then they'd be it like It was his image was And his... then they'd fill him through Like if they were in like Closed door meetings and conference rooms They'd fill him through the door With the ah, door closed off.
2: I'd be like Aaron Sorkin so Speaking of Aaron Sorkin I...
1: And succession uh, the New Yorker
2: did a piece On Jeremy Strong Who plays one of the characters In Succession Is Jeremy Strong The New York
1: guy with He's the, a really like, small skinny guy And he's got like He has his hair cut Like really really tight Yeah that guy He's a fantastic actor
2: He is but he's also An absolute melt
1: Oh is he? Oh, he seems like a melt Oh he's a
2: melt so He he's seems method. like one of those
1: I was about to say A method he's actor He's method
2: so the New Yorker Did a piece on him And uh, it was just everybody that read it was like what the fuck is wrong with him now it wasn't a negative piece they weren't going after him they were just saying this is what he does and like he won't rehearse scenes with his fellow actors or anything because he wants to go in he's like I approach every scene like it's, I'm fighting a bear and they're like can we just rehearse please one scene <laughs> and he won't and um, he keeps doing like really intense shit like so there was one part where he was meant to jump off something in the, in the scene and obviously when actors jump off something they put the like stuff on the ground but he wouldn't let them so he broke his leg. He broke his foot. Sorry. And then another time he just shaved his head without telling them and came to work and he's like I feel like this is what my character would do and they were like <laughs> please stop. So the whole piece is about it this. It sounds like he's, me. Yeah he's nuts <laughs> like but the whole piece is just a basically it's a great it's a fucking great piece but it's not flagellating. It's not like he's amazing and we love it's literally like this is what he's like and his castmates and Adam McKay and the crew and everyone are like yeah this is what he's like. And there's crew members who are like He's a fucking melt. They don't say that obviously, but they're like, he's he won't do what he's told. He just he's rogue. He's got rogue. <laughs> he's got rogue. He's a well-kind. <laughs> well-kind, bitches. But uh, then, so that piece was released. There was a massive roar about it, and people reacted to it because it's fucking really well written. Yeah. And people were like, not mocking him, but they were like making memes about it and stuff. So then Jessica Chastain, who was another melt. Uh, Went on Twitter and was like I've known Jeremy Strong for 20 years And he's an amazing person And I love him so much So she went on On a big rant about it And everyone was like No one said anything bad about him They were just telling the truth About what he's like And his fellow cast Were saying This is what he's like Nothing a negative piece Then Adam McKay got on And was like Even though Adam McKay gave An interview for it And was like You know He he just does whatever he wants Adam McKay was like Jeremy Strong's amazing I love Jeremy Strong Then (laughs) Aaron Sorkin Made someone because he's Aaron. this I can't remember who I think it was Jessica Chastain when he put it up. He made he wrote like a little piece about no. Jeremy Strong. And the start of it was like, whoever put it up was like, Aaron working doesn't have social media, so told me to upload this. And it's just whole piece about Jeremy Strong. And they're like, why are you doing this? Nobody's saying anything, anything bad, bad about, about him, him, but they're immediately like trying to be like, I got some. Just because the piece wasn't licking his balls.
1: Yeah, and actually, like, was t- yeah. like telling
2: the truth. Uh, but they were all like, but the, if you get a chance to read the New Yorker piece, please do, because he is a lot. Like, and um, Kieran Culkin gave an interview where, because it is, it's a dark comedy, it's a comedy. And Kieran Culkin was like, he said to Kieran Culkin, I'm kind of afraid that people think that this is funny. And Kieran Culkin was like, it is funny. It's like he's not comedy. playing a funny at all because there's a scene in the first season where he's like rapping and it's so cringe but it's so funny and the writer said to him, Oh, you know, that scene's really funny, and he was like, I wasn't playing that funny. She was like, Oh, okay. see so he doesn't get satire. Not not at all. And he's obsessed with Daniel Day-Lewis and he was on like set with Daniel Day-Lewis. There's a story about being I mean, on set with Daniel Day Lewis. So Daniel Day Lewis was filming something, I can't remember, and he was being a weirdo, and he lived in a cabin in the woods. During the filming of it And wouldn't see his family Or his friends Or anybody
1: So that not the last of the Mohicans That's the one Because he
2: helped build the He was trying to build the Set The set with them, And it's then It's the last of the Mohicans He damaged something And they were like get out <laughs> So he went and lived in a cabin But Jeremy Strong was like his PA And would stand outside Daniel day Lewis's door Of his cabin Just waiting for whatever he wanted All day Whatever Daniel Day-Lewis And he just stood there Like outside his door And everyone was like What the fuck is wrong with this kid? But he's just a lot. What's
1: his name?
2: Uh, Jeremy Strong. Yeah, he and did. if you ever chance to read the New Yorker, piece, like he's a fucking great actor. Don't get me wrong, but like, uh, what's his name? Brian Cox was saying because Brian Cox plays his dad. But Brian Cox is so and straight. straight, and he's very he shoots sa- from he the said. head. He boy. was like, he said, he basically said, this thing that they do is very American. He was like, we don't do this in British acting. He was like, just act like we're not expecting you to. To, to like kill yourself For a role On a HBO television
1: series Can you fucking calm down Yeah, My all time favorite You know that uh, scene in Is it Extras Where It's like Patrick What's the guy Oh Patrick Serious. Star- yeah and someone Like says to, He's like you know How mm-hmm. How are you so good at acting Yeah I think it might be Ian McKellen Yeah And he's like Oh I just I'm um I do what everybody does And Ricky Gervais' character Is like can you like Impart some wisdom And yeah, some yeah. knowledge on me And he's like Well I get the script and I read it, and then I just pretend <coughs> to be that person. <laughs> literally, <laughs> like, literally. and Ger- like, um, Ricky Chase is like, okay, and he's like, and anything else? So he's like, no, I just pretend. <laughs> I just pretend to be that person. That's what it is. Like, it's are you like just a, pretending. It's like Olivia. They're
2: asking Olivia Coleman about her, like, you know, her how she acts and how she does things, yeah. and everything. You know, and she met that and she was like, no, I just act. It's a job. That's what. What's her name from? Um... I always say she's from Muriel's Wedding, but I know she's very famous for other things. Oh, Tony Toni Collette. Tony Collette was like, I don't do any of this method stuff. She was like, you just read the script and act. And like, it is. It must be very difficult to be around people like that. Imagine being in your job, and then there's that one person that takes the job really seriously, and they're just really into it and really intense all the, the time. time. They're like, I can't speak to you. You have to go into this room now and think about these numbers. Like, do you know Can what I, mean? I just it's- think
1: like? Calm down.
2: You're getting paid an exorbitant amount of money yeah. for the easiest job in the world. I'm sorry, you are, you are pampered. You get everything you need. You've cars to and from your job. You don't have to worry about anything. You get paid shit tons of money. You get to sit in your arse and have really talented people write this shit for you mm. that you just have to say and then you're like a method. Shut the fuck up. The meta thing I just like It's irritating. They're wankers. Yeah. Like, it's like that
1: whole do you remember that Jim Perry documentary. Oh, if I was on that set I would
2: have got fired Because I would have decked him
1: oh, I'd be in prison Jim Carrey be dead What the
2: fuck was that shit
1: Because he was just being An arsehole, arsehole.
2: He was being an arsehole
1: like, you get And to he was like, like I this. was just Andy Kaufman was in me And I was just trying to like Make everybody Super on the edge And not ready for What was going to happen next And just like I was like Remember the scene where his daughter With yeah. Andy
2: Kaufman's daughter I was like They need to st- Everyone needs to stop Like yeah. he was acting like Andy Kaufman yeah. around his No around Andy Kaufman's daughter I was like, like this is weird and you need to stop yeah but that is the thing it's like the thing Robert Pattinson said where he was like um, nobody has to be method to be a nice they were like they always have to be method to be a dickhead he was like why can't you be method playing a nice character oh. why do you have to be method when you're playing a fucking arsehole constantly yeah. but yeah please read the New Yorker piece Get read it tonight when you go I home will, it's it. so good and the entire time I was reading that I was like what I think "What?" an actor
1: I'd be like no you'd be a f- you'd be." A f- <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not reading any of
1: this <laughs> I wrote script? my own script I'm like fuck this script <laughs> What we're going to do Is we're going to ad-lib This whole session
2: But he keeps ad-libbing as well No He keeps ad-libbing So Karen Culkin said There was a scene with him And the girl who plays His sister It doesn't seem like
1: The show where you ad-lib Yeah,
2: he's ad-libbing So there's a scene with him And the girl who plays His sister And they're on a boat And he keeps ad-libbing stuff And Karen Culkin said He's saying the weirdest stuff He's saying like dip dippa doo And weird shit like that And they're like what? And then at one point His sister The actress who plays his sister Is like Shut the fuck up And they keep that in But she's serious She's uh-huh. like Shut the fuck up Because he won't stop And they're like What has happened Like no one knows He won't like uh, Sit with the rest of the cast When they're eating He's like in a room
1: And is his character Supposed to
2: be quite removed from his family Yeah but not to that extent Like The shave in the head thing Is so funny He just shaved his head again. came in <laughs>
1: And they were like, "What?" I was like, I feel Do you like know, know my favorite woman. thing is if he shaved his head and they had been halfway through filming a scene. That's what happened. They were halfway through an episode, <laughs> so he
2: had normal
1: hair and
2: then shaved his head.
1: I love it. That'd that be me. crazy.
2: And then there was another scene where he was wearing sunglasses, and the director was like, "Take your sunglasses off." So when the director would yell, like, you know, action, he takes the and then he just puts them back on. Take your
1: sunglasses off! Like he's crazy. This guys are full blown, like, yeah, nuts. but like, he, I'm sure he's not like crazy crazy He was in a movie trust. called The Big uh what's a fucking movie The Big Short Oh yeah no he's great And he's great He's great he's in another one that I watched
2: a while ago as well I can't remember what it was but he was really really good in that I must say he's not a bad actor He is however a melt a melt But anyway that's all I have to say about that read the New Yorker article about Jeremy Strong it is equal parts hilarious
1: and cringe we've been talking for 46
2: minutes okay that's enough like this is unusable anyway um but yes so then this episode as i said it's from the patreon it's the next that i did about dennis Nilsson. um and we hope you enjoy and we will be back next week with a we be
1: back next week with is it is it, what is next week? i don't then? know i'm not sure i think next week might be the so we're doing our second annual second annual christmas q Q&A a extravaganza a.
2: Perfect. That's what we're doing next week. Uh, but yes, uh, Colin, no, Colin's not doing a song. Colin is playing Emma's Two Cats in memory of my little man Hades who passed away. Yeah, so
1: Mr. Heems. RIP, Mr. Heems. RIP. We we'll also, pour out one for our homie, we Mr. Heems. RIP
2: to Sadie as well. RIP, Sadie. your um, two we'll Look with, to your dogs. Give your dogs and cats a cuddle. We with. love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
3: Hey, Colin. Tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right, now all of your favourite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximilian's Bell Bag and some surprises along the way But that's not all, every single week due to popular demand, we will be bringing you a full length story whether it be Miscellaneous Most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show, Murder Most International For those cases you guys have been crying out for or even Music Most Awesome where we talk about our favourite albums. But wait, there's even more! How about MMI Drive? The fan favourite podcast show where Emma and Sarah Jane drive around Dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly Ask Me R segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two. So what are you waiting for? Come on over to www.patreon.com for... Forward slash murder most Irish and join in the fun for only €6 Euros a month. Give my mammy €6. Euros. That's the start
2: of a story. Um, okay, we're doing a full episode for the Patreon this week because we're nice. So my mm. references are from PressReader. There's an article in Esquire, Wikipedia, whoever wrote that Wikipedia, fuck me, it's excellent. Entertainment Daily, mylondon.news, the Dennis Nielsen Conversations with Britain's Most Evil Serial Killer by Rose Coffey and biography.com. There are my references just in case anybody's
0: Thank you, Michael, and hello. Dennis Nielsen, the man who once called himself the murderer of the century, tonight starts a life sentence for six murders in North London. He once boasted he could have killed 500 people had he not been stopped. The judge at the Old Bailey said he should stay in prison for at least 25 years. Nielsen, a 37-year-old civil servant, showed no emotion as sentence was passed. He denied murdering six young men between 1980 and 1982. He admitted killing them and maybe nine more and cutting up their bodies at houses where he lived in Cricklewood and Muswell Hill. But Nielsen claimed it was manslaughter because of diminished responsibility. Eight or even nine of his victims to this day remain unidentified. Young men with no names, no known addresses, jobless, rootless, and friendless.
2: What I'm going to do, my story this week is about the serial killer and ephibophile. Ephibophile. Scared, ephibophile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Nilsson. Nilsson? Nilsson, I'm not sure. It's Norwegian. So sure. only has sex with teenagers. An adult who is sexually attracted to adolescents. Mm. Oh. That's what an ephibophile is on a miserable and bitterly cold night on the 8th of February 1983 23 year old Michael Cratton arrived to 23 Cranley Gardens in London Cratton was a dino rod employee and had been called out to unblock a drain the blockage was reported to the letting agents of the house uh, so the house in Cratton Lane, it was a big old Georgian house and it was split into five flats you do know you the not
1: way? know it really well
2: uh-huh. not that one I knew the other one So uh, it's like you know The houses in town Where they get Mm -hmm. those big houses And split them into five flats Like a Georgian house That's the one Yeah five tenants uh, Which was split into five flats With five tenants residing Uh, So the letting agent Received a letter From the tenants Saying that there was A horrific smell The plumbing was fucked And there was a stench Which was permeating The entire property Cratton believed this would be a regular run-of-the-mill call-out and he would be finished up in time to go home and enjoy the rest of his evening. So Michael opened a drain cover at the side of the property and climbed down 12 feet to the bottom. Oh, for fuck's sake. The stench was immediate and overpowering. When he finally reached the bottom, Michael noticed a white substance lining the floor and the main pipe. When he reached out and touched the substance, he realised what it was. Quote, I couldn't believe it. I pulled out lumps of flesh the size of my fist. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Michael's first thought was that maybe this could be a dead animal, maybe a dog or or a cat. Cratton went in with his plunger. And when he pushed it towards the mains, the entire glob of flesh moved. It was then that Michael saw what seemed to be pieces of bones flush out of the pipe. Cratton immediately called his boss Gary Wheeler. Gary Wheeler! Wheeler yeah. From Road. From Road. Would <laughs> tell him what he believed he had discovered. Wheeler told Michael that they would come back to the property early the next morning in the light of day, and that he was sure it was probably just a dead animal. So Cratton got ready to leave, but was stopped by two tenants who asked him if he had figured out what the issue was. Cratton told the two men, Jim Alcock and Dennis Nilsson, that he thought <gasps> the substance he had found was very similar to human flesh. Dennis Nilsson exclaimed, quote, it looks to me like someone has been flushing down their Kentucky fried chicken. Excuse me? Yeah, so that's what he said to him. <laughs> so at 7.30 a.m. the next morning, Michael and his boss arrived back to Cranley Gardens. Overnight, the drain seemed to have cleared and the flesh substance has been washed away. So Cratton said, quote, I was determined not to be proven wrong, so I climbed down to look for more. It's fucking rude. Cratton reached down the pipe and said he found what he believed to be more strips of flesh and fingers. Quote, I lined the fingers up with my own and thought they could be the bit from the palm to the first knuckle. This man must be traumatised. So, Cratton and Wheeler were now convinced they'd discovered human remains and called the police immediately. Police arrived from Hornsey Police Station and upon further inspection, they discovered further bones and more flesh in the plumbing underneath the house. The remains were moved to Hornsey Mortuary, where pathologist David Bowen confirmed that the remains were human. Bowen also told the police that one of the pieces of flesh had a prominent strangulation mark on it. So on February 9th, the next day, the police returned to Cranley Gardens where they began interviewing the tenants. A woman who lived in one of the flats told the police she had seen the tenant on the top four floor fat floor flat, Dennis Nielsen, outside near the manhole cover on the night that the plumbers left
1: oh she do? thought
2: yeah she thought it suspicious so mentioned it to the police this, that same morning it is alleged that nilson told a work colleague quote if i'm not in tomorrow i'll be either ill dead or in jail so detective inspector peter J. and two other officers waited for nilson to return home from work they informed nilson that they wished to speak to him in relation to what had been discovered in the drains they requested access to Nielsen's flat and he agreed Upon entering D.I.J. noticed the pervasive foul stench that they'd experienced in the drains the previous day Nielsen asked the officers why they were questioning him about the drains while standing in a flat that smelled like rotting flesh D.I.J. told Nielsen that the substance found in the drains was human remains to which Nielsen responded good grief how awful D.I.J. was not taking any of his bullshit and responded don't mess about Where's the rest of the body oh Nielsen went quiet took a deep breath and responded calmly The rest of it is in two plastic bags in the wardrobe.
3: So he just came straight out? Yeah,
2: straight out! Straight out! The officers did not open the wardrobe, but instead asked Nielsen if they would find body parts anywhere else. Nielsen replied, It's a long story. It goes back a long time. I'll tell you everything. I want to get it off my chest. Not here at the police station. So... Dennis Nielsen was born in Aberdeenshire in Scotland on the 23rd of November 1945. Nielsen's mother, Elizabeth Duthie, I think it's pronounced white, married his father, Olaf Magson Mokshim, in 1940, and they went on to have three children, Olaf Jr., Dennis and Sylvia. So his original surname is Mokshim, but mm. the family changed it to Nielsen because of pronunciation or whatever in England. So Dennis was their second born child. In 1948, Nielsen's parents divorced. Elizabeth said Olaf did not care about her or the children and was only home on brief brief occasions. All three of their children were conceived on visits from Olaf made made from the free Norwegian forces where he was stationed. So he came home, banged his wife, got her pregnant and fucked off again. So that's what her marriage was. Elizabeth went on to raise her three children by herself with the help of her parents who were fully supportive of their daughter's divorces because they thought Olaf was a layabout too. So Elizabeth described Dennis as a delightful baby whom she loved immediately. Dennis was a quiet child who enjoyed walking and art. His mother mentioned she believed he would pursue art as a career. Nilsson was incredibly close to his maternal grandfather. He vividly remembered the long walks he would take with his grandfather in the wilds of Scotland. Sometimes the walks would last for hours. Nilsson described his grandfather as his hero. So when Dennis's grandfather passed away from a heart attack in 1951, Elizabeth said that Dennis became more introverted and withdrawn. He would refuse to participate in any family events and began to resent his mother and his older brother. Mm. Dennis would not let any of his family members show him affection emotionally or physically. So Dennis described his mother as a cold woman who rarely showed him, showed him any love or affection, instead tending to show his siblings much more kindness than him. Elizabeth denied this, saying that her and Dennis were actually very close and that she loved him dearly. Just a side note on this. The British media are bad now. Back then, oh boy. So when this plumber found the flesh, he didn't actually go to the police straight away. He went to the mirror. What? And told a journalist. Yeah. And obviously then, so the journalist was like, down there trying to figure out what was happened, and the police were like fuck off so he got the name he wasn't meant to but he got the name Dennis Nielsen off the police and uh, looked up Nielsen's mother in the phone book and rang her had this like lengthy conversation with his mother long before any of this came out to actually happen so he had like this Written this thing, being like, "This is the plumber," and had pictures of the flesh and everything. Mm. Before the police had anything or released anything, so yeah. Um, so oh my god, it's crazy, yeah. So Nielsen wrote a series of letters to journalist Russ Coffee from prison, in which he said his time with his grandfather was the happiest moments of his life. However. In the tapes Nielsen released from prison, he also mentioned that his grandfather had sexually abused him. Quote, I vaguely remember that concrete, slit-eyed pillbox where strange things had happened between my grandfather and me. It is a most horrifying admission to make that the only tactile contact I had in my early formative years was the painful and confusing paradoxical embrace of a paedophile. However, Nielsen still spoke, uh, of his grandfather with reverence, another quote he was to me a great man. The broad sweep of his sixty two years is too great for the short narrative, but his mark upon me is indelible so So Nielsen's grandfather was the first dead body Dennis would ever encounter. He remembered his mother weeping over her dead father's coffin and asking her if he could see his grandfather in the tapes. Nielsen equates seeing his dead grandfather, the man he believed was the only person to show him any affection, uh, was the catalyst in causing his confusion between love and death. He believed it was this exposure that quote fused the idea of love and death. Coffey believes that Nielsen was massively manipulative and tried to create a specific idea of his childhood to excuse his behaviour in adulthood, quote. Does sound like Yeah, Nielsen could paint such a vivid picture of a romantic character outsider character, they made it hard to believe that he killed out of pure evil. Like, it sounds very... He, it's like he built this... Oh, it's like uh, Serial Killer by Numbers.
1: Yeah. I felt
2: like what he was doing with it. Um, so he also said he needed to see himself in a certain way on the grandfather's story... It's possible But there's no evidence of it So I cannot help but feel That it's simply Nielsen Trying to find another villain Other than himself To point the blame elsewhere
1: Especially because he tried Like he blamed his mum And then his mum was like His mum was like No, not no that's no, not true no, like, We this had a true. great
2: But then for him to be like My dad My grandfather sexually abused me But he was great And I love him Yeah It's just so bizarre uh, So at age 12 Dennis said he realised He was gay The confusion and shame kept him from telling anyone in his family or any of his friends. Nielsen admitted to sexually fondling both his sister and brother at an early age. His brother waking up during one of these instances caught Dennis and from then on would mock and deride him for being gay. So as I mentioned earlier, Nielsen's mother believed that her son would have a career in the arts. However, he shocked her by joining the army at the age of 16. Nielsen started his training in St. Omar Barracks in Hampshire as a chef. Nielsen continued to keep his burgeoning sexuality a secret throughout his time in the army, refusing to shower with fellow cadets and avoiding nights out in fear that alcohol would lessen his inhibitions. In 1964, he was stationed in Germany and it was here that he said he discovered his sexual interest in the idea of a partner who was unconscious or completely passive. Nielsen and a fellow soldier drank into the night and when Nielsen awoke, he was on the floor of the soldier's flat. As the man slept, Nielsen watched him and began to understand that he was sexually interested in somebody that was like, out cold. No sexual activities happened that night, but Nielsen carried it with him. So Nielsen's interest in a partner being asleep would eventually become his partner being dead. So in 1967, he was deployed to Aden, and it's a state constituted within the Federation of South Arabia. It was here that Nielsen's necrophilic fantasies would begin to become more and more prevalent. Nielsen was kidnapped by a taxi driver in Aden. I think I'm saying that right Aden or Aiden I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong the taxi driver beat him unconscious and placed him in the boot of the car Nielsen was then dragged out of the boot and he came to and then attacked the taxi driver with a jack handle beat him unconscious and played, placed him into the boot so basically he would put that into his sexual fantasies so he would think about that when he was masturbating like beating someone oh, okay. and putting them in a boot and according to Russ Coffey yeah, all yeah <laughs> in his book Dennis Nielsen conversation with Britain's most evil serial killer Nielsen's love of art would also come into play as part of his sexual fantasies in particular his fascination with the painting The Raft of Meduse by Theodore Garicolt I think it's pronounced from Wikipedia this is from Wikipedia verbatim uh, the painting depicts an old man holding the limp nude body of a dead youth as he sits aside the dismembered body of another young male Men and art, eh? In Nielsen's most vividly recalled fantasy, a slender, attractive young blonde soldier who had been recently killed in battle is dominated by a faceless, dirty, grey-haired old man who washed his body before engaging in intercourse with a spread-eagled corpse. So in 1972, Nielsen moved back to the UK and moved back into his mother's house. It was here that Nielsen would have an argument with his mother, sister and brother and eventually cut ties from them completely. So what happened was they were watching a documentary about gay people and his brother was like, Yeah, boo, gay people And Dennis was standing up for their rights And the brother was like Turned to his mother and was like You know Dennis is gay And Dennis flipped out and just left And never spoke to his family again Yeah, so So that's what happened with them
1: And did they even come Like did his mother or sister come No, because he
2: actually kept in contact with his mother by letter But never saw his brother or sister again Mm. So Dennis moved This is where it goes down people So Dennis moved to London in 1973 and joined the Metropolitan Police. He was a policeman, would have thought it. It was in London that Nielsen finally began to accept his sexuality, frequenting gay bars and having casual relationships. However, Nielsen told Coffey that he viewed these encounters as soul-destroying. Nielsen felt uh, uneasy and uncomfortable with his life again, and in December of 1973, he resigned from the police force. So in an act of bleak irony, Nielsen could have been caught long before he began to commit any murders. After Nielsen left the forest, Detective Detective Sergeant Bob Brenton met him once again when Nielsen was brought into the police station, having been arrested after an underage boy, a 13-year-old, jumped out of his window and suffered injuries. (gasps) The boy told police that Nielsen had given him alcohol, and when he woke up, Nielsen was strangling him. Oh my God. The boy managed to get away from him and jump out the window. Nielsen avoided any charges as the boys' family, fearing that people would know their son was gay, refused to go any further with the case. Now this will be Mm. an ongoing thing in this story. Mm. Just the amount of shit that was ignored and forgotten because these men some of these men were gay is insane. So from D. S. Brenton quote This is what the boy's father said. His father just said he's not going to court. And I remember saying to the father, do you realize what is going to happen if you do not bring a prosecution? He's going to do this to somebody else. Brenton says in the documentary, the the, the tapes documentary, they were adamant. I was fuming. I didn't say very much to Nilsson other than you have no idea, Dennis, how lucky you are because he would have gone to prison. Mm -hmm. Grievous bodily harm with intent, potentially life uh, was a potential life imprisonment sentence. Uh, when you dealt with somebody it was incumbent upon you that you type out an intelligence card and at the top of the card I typed in my opinion this man is a dangerous psychopath I always think about what if they had said we'll prosecute him who would still be breathing today
1: and um, what did Dennis Nielsen say Uh, like Dennis Nielsen
2: said to the detective if you don't have any charges to put to me I'm leaving and he just left because they couldn't charge him He said, why did he jump out your window? And Nielsen said, I don't know why he jumped out my window. He's a policeman. He knew exactly what he was doing. Fuck. In
1: 1975,
2: Nielsen, now working as an executive officer in a job centre in Kentish Town, moved to Melrose Avenue in Cricklewood, North London. So this is where Mm -hmm. my, I know this area, and I also know this house, because my mother's friend lived in this house. Not at the time, obviously, but she did live there. It was here that Nielsen committed his first murder. The victim was a 14-year-old boy named Stephen Holmes. Holmes met Nielsen on December 30th in the Cricklewood Arms pub. Holmes was a, he was actually originally from Artane in Dublin and his family moved to London. It was actually an interview with his sister in the Irish Times. Um, he had been attending a const- concert sorry, in Willisden and had attempted to buy alcohol in the pub but the barman refused. Nielsen noticed Holmes and decided to invite him back to his flat where he would give the teen alcohol. So Stephen agreed because he was 14. Hmm. Holmes and Nielsen drank together until the teenager passed out when he woke Holmes strangled the boy and strangled him with a necktie he then drowned Stephen in a bucket of water Holmes said that the reason he killed Stephen was quote because he was afraid he would leave me Nielsen then washed Stephen's body laid him on the bed covered him in talcum powder and masturbated over the body Holmes asked because he wanted him to look dead he wanted him to look more dead so he put the Y all over his body. This was like a regular thing with him. Holmes wrapped Stephen's body in a blanket, uh, placed, on, placed him underneath the floorboards where he remained, re- remained for eight months. I'm like, the smell.
1: smell. The smell. Under the floorboards for yeah. eight months. He
2: then took the body out after eight months in the dead of night and burned him on a bonfire on August 11th. Oh,
1: well, this per family. fourteen. Oh my god! So they were like,
2: "Where's our son?" The police couldn't find him.
1: And this had happened to him.
2: Yep. Yeah. Nielsen said of his first murder, "I had started down the avenue of death and possession of a new kind of flatmate, which is so fucking eerie." So between nineteen seventy eight, yeah.
1: And he's loving it. Between
2: 1978 and 1983, Nielsen admitted to killing 16 boys and men, both heterosexual and homosexual, between the ages of 14 and 28, most of whom were homeless, addicted to drugs, underage, and extremely vulnerable. Nielsen preyed on boys and men who he knew would not be searched for. He lured them in with the promise of a warm home, food, or alcohol. His M.O. remained the same throughout all murders, waiting for the victim to get drunk and fall asleep, and as soon as they awoke, he would strangle them, usually with a necktie, then drown them in a bucket of water or a bath. He would then masturbate over the bodies before burying them in his floorboards for several months. Nielsen moved on to dismembering the bodies as it became easier for him to dispose of the remains. He would dismember the remains, sometimes boiling the body parts to make them softer, and then he would flush them down the toilet. What?! He also confer, continu, confirmed, uh, sorry, continued to burn bodies uh, on the bonfires as well. He would just make these massive bonfires and burn the bodies. So police were only able to confirm the identities of eight of Nielsen's victims. Now, the reason for this was mainly because a lot of these men and boys were just, oh, nobody nice. cared about them nobody cared about them so their names were Stephen Dean Holmes he was 14 Kenneth Ockenden was 23 William Sutherland was 26 Martin Duffy was 16 Malcolm Barlow was 23 John Harlish was 23 Stephen Sinclair was 20 and Graham Allen was 27 Nielsen's second victim was a 23 year old uh, student named Andrew Ho from Hong Kong Nielsen met Ho in a local pub and when Ho followed him home Nielsen attempted to strangle him Ho escaped and contacted the police when Nielsen was questioned Ho decided not to press charges and once again Nielsen walked free and the reason Ho decided not to press charges is because he was a 23 year old gay man from Hong Kong
1: oh good god
2: so following this Nielsen would go on to kill a further 11 people in Melrose Avenue his fantasies became more and more disturbed and his confidence grew like I can see this house in my head like I know what it looks like I remember before I had to look at pictures this evening and I was like I know where Maureen lived So Nielsen murdered 23-year-old Canadian student, Kenneth Ockenden, who had been visiting relatives in the UK. Nielsen offered to show Kenneth some sights around London and then had a meal and some drinks in his house. Kenneth agreed, and upon returning to Nielsen's house, Nielsen strangled Kenneth with his earphones as the student listened to music. So this is from Wikipedia. He dragged the youth across the floor with the wire wrapped around his neck as he strangled him, before pouring himself a glass of rum and continued to listen to music on the headphones with which he had strangled Ockenden. The following day, this is really disgusting, so I apologise. Nielsen purchased a Polaroid camera, photographed Ockenden's body in various suggestive positions. He then laid Ockenden's por- corpse spread-eagled above him on his bed as he watched television for several hours before wrapping the body in plastic bag- bags and stowing the corpse beneath the uh, floorboards. So, on approximately four occasions over the following fortnight.
1: That's excellent
2: Nielsen disinterred Ockenden's body From beneath the floorboards And seated the body Upon his armchair Alongside him As he watched television And drank Jesus alcohol In fucking Christ That's crazy That Paris Chaps family Saw those pictures yeah.
1: Why did they see the because pictures? Because they asked to see them <coughs> What? I don't know
2: People have Deal with things differently So in 1981 Nielsen's landlord decided he wanted to renovate Melrose Avenue and asked Nielsen to leave so Nielsen was panicking because he was like I got all these bodies man Mm -hmm. so Nielsen agreed but not before burning the remaining bodies and body parts that he hid in the property on a huge bonfire at the back of of the house Nielsen uh, ensured the bonfire was crowned with an old car tyre to disguise the smell of burning flesh so he moved out Nielsen then moved to 23 Cranley Gardens where he would ultimately be caught and arrested So as Nielsen lived in the attic room and had no access to a garden, he was unable to store bodies in the floorboards or bury them in the garden. Instead, this is when Nielsen began flushing body parts down the toilet. Mm. Fucking idiot. Nielsen went on to murder five men in the house. One man, 20-year-old Carl Stotter, was attacked by Nielsen. Nielsen attempted to strangle Stotter, then drowned him in the bathtub. Stotter, however, was still alive, and Nielsen decided to keep Stotter in the house so he didn't die. So over the next few days daughter because he had been like nearly drowned he started lapsing in and out of consciousness he was just in the house he couldn't get up and do anything because he was literally like lapsing in and out of consciousness Nielsen lay beh- beside him in bed stroking his body <sighs> Nielsen then drove Stoddard on a rate to a railway station where he put the man in a train and said he hoped that they would meet again another time so he didn't kill him what didn't kill him just kept him in and out of consciousness it was like doing weird things to him the chap was like nearly died he nearly drowned so he was not well and then he just drove him to a train station and put him on a train and was like hope we meet again soon because he knew nobody he he got in away with Mm. twice with two guys he tried to kill and the police were like nobody's pressing charges because these men are gay so stotter said that he believed he was kept alive because Nielsen did not have floorboards to place him under so this was kind of what he was thinking he was like he couldn't put me under floorboards so he just kept me alive and then got rid of me uh
1: had, press charges?
2: Like to hear this. Nielsen had not begun dismembering bodies. This will come later. Stotter went to the police, where he said he was treated with disdain and mockery. He said they just saw him as quote, I didn't. This what he says, a silly little puffer. Stotter and four other men also went to the police with similar stories, but were once again ignored and told to leave the station.
1: Jesus Christ!
2: So Stotter would go on to give evidence at Nielsen's trial.
1: And did he ever like? he actually does interviews there's interviews with him you can
2: look at interviews online yeah but him. did he
1: bring the did he sue the police no,
2: nothing happened to the police so on January 26, 1983 Dennis Nielsen murdered his final victim 20 year old Stephen Sinclair Nielsen strangled Stephen stating he had told the victim quote oh Stephen here I go again before wrapping the ligature around the young man's neck so on the 4th of February this dumbass Dennis Nielsen wrote a letter to the estate agent, complaining that the drains were blocked. Four days later, on the eighth of February, Michael Cratten from the Dynarod team arrived to unblock the drains, and Dennis Nielsen's demise would begin.
1: See, he, so
2: he was shoving body parts down the toilet, and then ra- wrote a letter being like, "Here, the is blocked," <laughs> and he basically did it to himself. Like, oh, he did yeah, he, because he was so he was so arrogant and so confident Mm. that he was going to keep getting away with this that he was like I'm just going to get these um, these drains unblocked now and I can continue to shove body parts down them so Nielsen was arrested on the 9th of February and immediately admitted to the murder of all 16 men he gave the police exhaustive details about what he had done including any names he could remember he also brought the police to his old property on Melrose Avenue to show them where the remainder of his victims were Nielsen also admitted to the attempted murder of 7 other men that the police had not been aware of The police said Nielsen showed no remorse to any of the murders, just recounting these horrific acts as if reading from a script. Police also said that Nielsen seemed, quote, eager to assist the police with amassing evidence against him, despite receiving a legal caution not to speak to the police from his solicitor. Nielsen was held at Brixton Prison pending his trial. Whilst in Brixton, Nielsen wrote over 60 notebooks of memories to assist his own prosecution. Nielsen seemed completely resigned to his fate, and whilst showing no remorse still wanted the police and the legal teams to have every single piece of information about yeah, the murders. he's a serial killer he's a killer. fucking serial killer this included detailed descriptions of the horrific things he had done to the victims as well as drawings as drawings of the act so he had drew pictures of it and like there was an absolute fucking media frenzy over this like everybody every newspaper was just like going crazy but they were being so disrespectful towards mm. the victims so Nielsen's trial commenced on October 24th 1983 Nielsen had fired his legal team, rehired them, fired them again and then rehired them for a final time. Like a proper serial killer does. He then pleaded not guilty, not guilty, to all charges citing diminished responsibility due to mental illness. What? Said he wasn't guilty. Nielsen's defense relied on the testimony of the men who had survived Nielsen's attack by by bringing up their sexual encounters they'd had with them. So his defense attorneys were like, let's bring in these men and we'll talk about how they had sex with them and then they look bad like that was their mentality however the survivors stories were so harrowing that it ultimately damaged Nielsen's defence case of course it did they also relied on two psychiatrists' testimonies but ultimately the prosecution was able to get the psychiatrists to admit that Nielsen did not have diminished capacity. no he
1: absolutely did not
2: photographs of the murder scene as well as the chopping board Nielsen used to chop up body parts and the pot he boiled the flesh in were shown to the jury Dr. Paul Bowden who was called by the prosecution, stated that Nielsen was, quote, manipulative with some signs of mental abnormality, but nevertheless still cogniz- cognizant of and responsible for all of his actions. So on the November 23rd, the re- jury turned with a fir- verdict, which was not unanimous. Sorry? Some of the jury were like, why do you think that was? Because they're homosexual men. Man. And Nielsen was found guilty on all charges. The judge sentenced Dennis Nielsen to life in prison without the possibility for, of parole for at least 30 years. So this motherfucker was transferred to HM Prison Wormwood Scrubs what a strange name where he was assigned to his own cell however he was able to freely move around with other inmates. Whilst in prison Nielsen recorded countless hours worth of tapes explaining his crimes and how he felt he was misunderstood. And if you listen to him he's a fucking bellend. He also wrote an autobiography of course he did which initially was banned from being published but unfortunately was published this year. It's called The History of a Drowning Boy what a lovely name to call it. Sorry. He's a scumbag. Nielsen died on the 10th of May, 2018 from pulmonary embolism and they said he suffered and I'm glad. Good. So Nielsen took full advantage of an England that had been crippled by unemployment and bigotry. Homosexuality had only been legalized in 1967 in the United Kingdom. So only years later, the country was still massively homophobic. Nielsen would become known as the gay killer and the media branded him Dennis Nielsen, the mincing menace. And he became another reason to press hatred towards the gay community. Men and boys who couldn't find jobs who travelled to London in the hopes of improving their lives, only to be left hungry and homeless. Men and boys who came out to their families and rejected and thrown out of their homes. Men and boys who had to turn to forced prostitution in order to survive. Forgotten people, and Nielsen knew this and re- uh, reveled in it. A member of the police force who was part of the team who unearthed the remains in Melrose, Place, Melrose Avenue, sorry, said, quote, the only reason he was stopped is because his activities impo- imposed on somebody else. Nothing to do with the victims. Russ Coffey said Nielsen spent a lot of time romanticising his psychopathy and trying to blame society for his behaviour. Quote, society didn't create Nielsen. That's what he'd like you to believe. But we've still got to take full responsibility for creating the prejudiced society that allowed him to kill over and over again. And that is the story of Dennis Nielsen and how lots of homophobia Mm -hmm. meant he killed for nine years and 16 people died Mm -hmm. and nobody looked for them. That
3: is absolutely crazy, yeah. That's that's, nuts. And you that's did a Fantastic job. Thanks, at, but that's literally
2: it. why it happened because yeah. nobody would look nobody for these boys or men. And actually, some—not all the men were gay. Some of them were drug addicts. Some of them were just people that were hungry and had no money. And this man was like, "Come to my house. I have a warm yeah. house. I'll give you food."
1: Mm.
2: And then their families weren't looking. Well, a lot of them were gay, and they were just kicked out of their homes, mm. and their families weren't looking for them. So he prayed on it. And being a gay man himself, he would think, you know, why would you do this to men that mm. are also in a situation where they're afraid to go to the police and they're afraid. You know their family members are like we're not pressing charges because we don't want anyone to know our son is gay
3: anyway fuck down Nielsen that's crazy but you know what got me thinking while I was listening to that what sorry um, on my Facebook every so often I share things of you know stuff that's going on in Hungary and stuff that's going yeah, in yeah, Russia yeah. Chechnya yep. blah blah blah, yep. blah and it's you know all of these like horrific stuff is happening to gay people right now mm-hmm. that people are just turning a blind eye we're at. ignoring Even, I think gay people in in the community are just like it, this shit is happening over there yeah it, it's othered I mean? it's othered it's yeah. and that's just like that just really got me thinking yeah. that got me thinking about that it's, and like that's pretty crazy. much what's happening like,
2: in Russia yeah. people, gay, gay mm. men are being murdered and their families 100%. aren't doing anything because so they're like I don't want them to know my, fo- my first one is gay
3: so people could have the the thing of well that that doesn't happen anymore or that yes it does or that oh yeah but it here. does 100% it, happens it happens a, it consistently it happens consistently yeah, yeah absolutely 100% well
2: I think the thing about Nielsen is I don't know why but I think a lot of people like Kind of forgot about him As one yeah. of the Most Disgusting Vile mm. Horrible serial killers so In never the world never, like, I had
3: never heard that story
2: I just remember him From when I was growing up yeah. My mother telling me the story About the serial killer who lived in her friend's house That's crazy And me being like what And yeah. then I thought that It was a created memory That I created yeah. this memory my house. And then there was a documentary On Sky a while ago And Yvonne was like Jesus What the fuck That's where Maureen used to live And she texted my mum And she was like um, Is that where Maureen lived
1: mum was like Yeah He lived there crazy I that's to, insane I tried to get it to talk about, it, I to talk about it. Um, yeah. can I ask a question you of course you can have ask a question the, the autobiography that's yep. been uh, who's mm. getting the money from that
2: well I presume whoever decided to push forward mm. and then go ahead you see he still has some of his family are still alive mm. no his funeral only five people turned up two of those three of those were prison, prison officers and two other people who they didn't mm. say who they were and his ashes were given to his family so I'm presuming His family mm. were like Go ahead and publish it Yeah well yeah. I hope No one buys it Because mm. like They Skull. do not deserve any money Please don't no. buy that book Please And begging, beg um, And also he is just A fucking arsehole mm-hmm. Like if you listen to him He's like mm, Just the way he talks I'm like dude He's trying to make it out Like he He won't even say That he did mm-hmm. these things He's just like And then he said The media were portraying It was something mm-hmm. he wasn't Dude you're, You're murdering somebody. people and then masturbating over their body and then chopping their bodies up and fucking flushing like them down to the toilet. Some mm.
3: sort of highly romanticised, yeah. foppish fucking yeah. sexual adventure. It's in, yeah, it was like he was on. like frolicking yeah, like yeah, yeah, through yeah, the
2: water. Yeah, yeah. No motherfucker, you were mm. murdering these men in your home, like, and some of them were children. That's crazy. Mm. Um, but yes, that was horrible.
3: <laughs> but uh, yes, now that everybody's wonderfully <laughs> cheered up for the evening <laughs> then, we leave you with we leave you at that. <laughs> no no but that was absolutely fantastic Bring the tongue thanks down. but no thanks for, for, for that was just like I was sitting here you did a very good my, job yeah you did a great job and I don't sit in very often on these because mm. I, I tell you now this is exactly sorry. why because I'm just like oh. I'm sorry Colin I could see you you I'm were just, just like oh of, I, mean, I said <laughs> <world of such laughs> you were <laughs>
1: What's, odd, what's funny right Is that Colin got like Further and further Yeah back. I could see it. And I was like what He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just put up he was it like yeah. And I was like In on the microphone Being like tell me more um, I'm going to get as close To you as I've
3: possible got a weak st- I've got weeks to stomach For shit like that For know, shit like that I'm sorry uh, But also um, I left out
1: loud lot she
2: wrote gross shit So yeah. just because it's enough Enough Zut. is enough You don't need to hear anything. I'll put up the references And if you, you want to read The Russ Coffee book It's actually very interesting Because Nielsen contacted him <laughs> I wrote all these mm. letters being like, When I was a child, I was beautiful mm. and amazing. And I like, Shut the fuck up! Like, shut up, Jesus. And what do you look like? Uh, yeah, have a look at him. Could be my dad, I've got the same shape face.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ, he's
2: not my dad, by the way.
3: That would be explained the smell coming up them drains. Could be.
2: Imagine, if <laughs> <it's going laughs> imagine, no, seriously,
3: imagine <laughs> if, if that yeah. No,
2: because like, That smells like we shit. Dra-
3: we have smelly drains, we in got
2: smelly drains in Park in West. West yeah. I'm tenant it. image of Are you okay, Colin?
3: I am it's <laughs> harrowing harrowing right adventure. we're done
2: no more talk no more bad things oh from God. all
3: of this this stuff i have a fly on the wall <laughs> here now
2: we're good life is great
3: yes, yes, amen. yes amen God bless us all amen God bless us all, God bless us all. Uh, but sure thanks very much for tuning to, to this <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes. I just
2: didn't I thought it was good I the, need to do a full episode Now it maybe, maybe it was, it's not good no, idea need to do a
3: full episode if we know what we do anymore I'll go in and I'll, I'll yeah. make you a cup of tea okay and, yeah. <laughs> so that's it <laughs> thanks everybody no but it was fantastic thank you, your, applause, thank you for your thank you for your support uh, and we will see you uh, next, next week. week oh my god <laughs> here's a very special secret for you go on uh, we have Sarah Jane doing an album next week. Yay! I'm excited about yeah, that. Yes, so it's going to be. I like some people talk
1: about their
2: favorite. Yeah, music.
3: it's, it's going to be really, really good. And uh, uh, thanks a lot. And we'll if, if you have any comments about Emma's story, uh, please do put them under here. We we'll read them out in the mailbag next week. And if you have any other questions or stuff, uh, we are at the talk moment doing an Ask Me ours. For uh, the, main, the main show So sorry I know y'all think The Ask Me Arse Is just especially for us Here at the Patreon But we have to do it Every so For Loads the main show Loads of people are asking me On Twitter
2: Or so on Instagram So, oh, really? so we're yeah. going to do
3: An Ask Me Arse On the main show But hey If you want to ask,
2: Arse.
3: ask Our arses want to ask our In us. public Please feel free <laughs> To do so as well <laughs> Okay bye Right folks Bye bye Are you bye. deaf When you're born do you live in a box? Do you pee in the bath if I leave open the door? Do you cry really loud when Emma goes to the shops? Do you eat really fast and throw up on the floor? Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do 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 Do you sleep like you're dead and leave hair on the bed? Do you scrape at the door when you want to be fed? Will you not eat the cat food Because it's too cheap Will you suck out the gravy And spit out the meat Feminist songs for Emma's two cats 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 cats. Do you hide under the bike Cause you're afraid of the hoover Hiss at the candle Cause it isn't your smell Do you snap at Craig's ankle Cause you think he is easy And attack the blue pen Do you act like your dick When Sarah brings round the dog Can you please use your tray When you're baking a log Do you fall on your head Cause your brain is imbalanced If you can and you do Then you're Emma's Emma's two cats Feminist songs for 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 Emma's two cats Can you do magic spells some kind of cat jesus have you written a screenplay about mice that can fly can you give me advice on the kitty stock market Oh, will you start eating Emma the moment she dies? Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Emma's cats do and Emma's cats can. Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Emma's cats can and Emma's cats, can and Emma's cats do. Feminist songs for Emma's two cats. 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 Just a for Emma's two cats. your empire, you rule for a million cat years. Can you domesticate? Stars in amazing cat things our given names are Hades and Jack we bring to you our podcast for cats murder most feline our favorite show listen to the sound of us licking our holes. our main Can't Pedantic cats, pedantic cats, and psychophantical cats. You are cats, anatomical cats, good at mats, cats and cats wearing hats. Cats from the flats are doing their plats. Cats who look like slightly catty or rats. Umbilical cats, whimsical cats, alcoholical cats, and biographical cats. You can